Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Unrealistic expectations is the topic for today. It's like the opposite of the Great Expectations novel, right? Unrealistic <laughs> expectations. <laughs> Yeah, that w- what would be in that? Now you got me thinking what would be. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good story. Watch out, F. Scott Fitzgerald, coming. So uh, tell me why you were interested in this topic of unrealistic expectations. It seems like I have a number of um, uh, clients, patients that um, from from anxiety to depression to anger to, to a lot of things just have expectations for what people will do and what events will be like and what, I mean, there, there's this real interesting, unrealistic expectation they have for, for the world around them sometimes. Mm. Um, and expectations are, are an interest. It's an interesting topic because you can kind of get it confused with like goals or values, you mm. know, to have expectations of something. Um, so I, I don't want to take the argument that it's not okay to have big expectations for yourself or have expectations of others, but these expectations are kind of what they think will happen, basically. Um, What are they forecasting Mm. into the future? Those kinds of expectations. Um, And maybe they are very similar in some ways. Um, For example, if you have a partner who, let's say, um, has a history of hitting you, uh, the expectation that they will stop hitting you um, is often based on my clients what they want to have happen or what they wish would happen or what they think their partner should do. But sometimes they're not taking into account the history there that this has happened repeatedly and therefore making a better forecast in the future saying, wow, this will probably continue. Now, that is a topic fraught with lots of uh, variables and I'm not making any casting any dispersions or trying to say that they should know what's going to happen. I'm just trying to say we need to base expectations probably on data that we have rather than our hopes and wishes sometimes, Mm. if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I work with a lot with clients, it seems like, is really trying to base our expectations for a person's behavior based on what they've shown us rather than what we want sometimes Mm. or what we wish. Yeah, I... Yeah, it's a really, it's a tricky word. I think like, like a lot of our topics, semantics are important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here's how I, I, I think of X and this is arbitrary, but I think with language like this, you have to kind of draw a line somewhere. So to me the I think about three terms, prediction, expectation, and hope. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important because to me, when we talk about unhealthy expectations, there's, there's this element of like control in it. When you say you have an, like people have unhealthy expectations, like you're, like you're pointing out, it's, it's not that they just are doing, running a, a statistical analysis in their head and they're saying like, there's a, you know, greater than 50% chance that this will happen. So I'm, I'm making this prediction and I expect it to happen. Right. That is not what we're talking about when people have unhealthy expectations. Right, right, right. What they're saying is like, this should happen. Right. This person needs to act this way. Right. This must be the case. Right. And all of that has, it has the, it has this feeling of control 
or right. like or certainty to it. Well, and the unrealistic part I think comes in because all of those things are what they are kind of generating rather than what mm-hmm. history has kind of shown them. Right. I guess. Yeah. 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 And that that's the thing. It's a very it's kind of a narcissistic thing. Like you're you're projecting your own mm-hmm. stuff onto someone else or the world. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because I want my kid to get into a good college, right? I flip out when they get a B minus. Right. 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 Because they should not do that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not how that's not how our family work. works. Yeah. You know, we get A's in this family. Yeah. Um so I which is why I think the word hope is important, because I think hope lets you have aspirations, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the world, for other people. But it doesn't have that connotation of control, like that it, it needs it to work to this way. way. Yeah. Like when you say when you hope for something, there there's a baked into hope, at least the way I think of hope, is you're acknowledging uncertainty or powerlessness. Yeah. Like I sure hope it doesn't rain today. You like you, you don't have any control over whether it rains today or not. Right. right? Um so to me that it's that element of like how much of yourself are you injecting into the the thing and like how much how much control is there mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so i both prediction and hope feel neutral to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like and that's sometimes when you use the word expectation like oh yeah i wasn't expecting that to happen but you know cool whatever that's it's, it's just it, it it didn't you would have predicted something else and it turned it out differently but there's not a lot of there's not a lot of you baked into that, mm-hmm. right? When someone does something that really like pisses you off, it's because you invested yourself in the outcome coming out one way right. and it didn't, right? Right, And it shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a rule right? there. So there's like an element of playing God in expectations. Well, but okay, so, so counterpoint though, as, as my friend and colleague, I have certain expectations of how you might behave. Mm-hmm. And... I think it's okay for me to have certain expectations of how I'd like to be treated by other people. Sure. But it, it, is that in reference to the prediction you're making in your head that like, it's more likely than not than that Nick is going to say hi when he sees me in the morning or hold the door for me or, or are you saying this is what should ha- This is what he should do to me. There's the important part, I think, of even having those. So so I do think it's okay to have expectations of people, but part of that expectation is variance, too, that they may not. And I think that's rarely baked into some people's expectations, you know. You can have expectations of other people, and so far as that expectation, you know, has part of it being they, they could violate this expectation, right. too. Well, that's why I like the word hope, because hope implies, like, I would like this to happen, but I have no control over it. I have no certainty mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. it would be nice, right? And I might, if something, if it doesn't happen, I might take some sort of action, but I'm not, I'm not expecting it to happen. Yeah, yeah. Right? Or, and again, the words are tricky. It's what it really is when people say I'm expecting it to happen. What, to me, what they're kind of saying is it needs to happen. I've got I a rule. I need it to happen. I've got a rule. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of the, the, the clients I work with, expectation in their mind is rule. Instead of that, um, Instead of that hope or that goal or whatever it is, it's kind of mm-hmm. my rule. 
they, they, they keep, people keep violating my rule and therefore it's not okay. Right. Yeah. This, one of the things that came up for me too when I was thinking about this was the idea, and I think we've talked about this before, maybe not for a while, but the idea of the, the just world fallacy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Which is that, that the world is supposed to work a certain way. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. The world is always fair, right? People get what they deserve. Right. The, the karma balances everything right. out. Which obviously is nonsense. <laughs> There's tons of people yeah. who do terrible things and don't get what they deserve. <laughs> right. And vice right. versa. People who do wonderful things and get the short end of the stick. Right. Right. But if you walk around expecting that the world is going to work the way you think it should or the way you want it to. Fair. Get ready to be miserable. Right. Right. Like you are going to be miserable. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's right. what it seems like I see an awful lot of. Is this real? These kind of the world or the other people are not behaving as they should. Right. Which doesn't that, it's controlling. It feels controlling to me. It's like the, why are these people acting the way they should, they're supposed to be? It, it's like the person assumes that because I think it should work this way, it will work this way. Yeah. And I think it's, it's hard for some people to kind of realize that, that, Oh, I'm, I'm continually kind of holding my rule up for everybody else to follow. And, and nobody signed that contract with me. Right. But I keep expecting them to, to follow through. Because I think it, what it comes down to is we, we don't like, we have far less control than we think we do, and we don't like that. Yes. People, life is way more uncertain and way more out of control than any of us would like to admit, mm-hmm. I think, personally. And that feels bad. Well, and so, yeah. Expectations are a way to numb yourself out. You pretend, you live in denial about the amount of control and certainty that you have over the world and certainty there is in the world. And, and I would go one step further to say that the way in which you kind of react to that lack of control results in primarily anxiety or depression sometimes. Ooh, right? say more about that. Well, if you have to have control over everything, mm-hmm. uh, potentially that's going to be impossible because you can't have control over everything. And so you become very anxious because everything does not obey your expectations. Mm-hmm. And so you can quickly start saying that's terrifying to me. And I'm going to avoid all those things. And then we have the seeds of anxiety. Hmm. Or things could violate, violate your expectations so woefully that you don't want to play anymore. And that withdrawal starts that we see that's very common in depression, where it's just the, the, the expectations not being met is so saddening and, and grief-ridden that the withdrawal kind of happens and we have the seeds of depression. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's a... Educated hypothesis on my part. Okay. Well, somewhat educated. I don't have all the facts, but yeah, no, I, yeah, it makes sense. So, where do we go? Like, let's say, let's say you acknowledge to yourself, yes, I do have some issues with unrealistic expectations, and that's man, that's like half the battle right there. If you if you're aware of that, like even a little bit that you <laughs> maybe have some kind of unrealistic expectations of uh-huh. things uh-huh. and people in your life, huge, right? <laughs> um, but what do you do if you're like, okay, I got some issues here. I, I, I want to at least want to have more realistic expectations. Mm. How, do you, how do you change that? Like, how do you, what do you do? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I have a couple. Uh, you got your seven point plan for <laughs> <laughs> readjusting expectations. Actually, um, yeah, this is interesting. You know, I, I, I do think in a way to, to, to have right size your expectations, I guess, you do want to look at past history a lot. You know, what have you been able to do previously or what have they been exhibiting previously? I think it's totally fine to set kind of goals and, and push for change in certain ways, but 
to, to do that within your relationship and for yourself in a way that is based off of your history rather than what you just want all of a sudden, mm-hmm. or what you demand is probably a better, better route. So to start really looking at data that you have. Okay, so uh, to make this concrete, let's say I, I keep blowing up at my wife, right? Because I expect all these things. Like I expect, you know, a hot meal on the table as soon as I get home. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, it, and it just makes me mad when, mm. you know, when that's not the case. Um, now, okay, so I'm self-aware enough to go, hmm, like maybe, maybe that's not super realistic. Like maybe I should change my expectations. Where, where are my expectations? Where do I go to change those? What, what does that look, what does that actually look like? Well, I mean, man, there might be a lot of variables in that. Uh, you might want to talk to your partner and say, Hey, how often, you know, does this seem reasonable? And would you like to right size this somehow? You might have some <laughs> really interesting conversations there. But I think, um, initially I'd say, let's say you have a friend um, who stands you up all the time. Every time you kind of create some meeting schedule or a time to meet up with them, they just don't show up. Mm-hmm. Um, yet every time you do this, you go off to that restaurant and sit there and expect them to show up, and then you're completely angered, mm-hmm. you know, the, the seventh time that this has happened. Um, to really get some data and say, wow, they've really never shown up for this. Or they change the appointment, or they do, you know, they, they, if they're doing something like that, maybe I shouldn't expect every time for them to, to go ahead and do this. Okay. And it might initiate a conversation, but I think initially you kind of just want to right size so, what you're doing based off of. So look at what's the frustrating thing, mm-hmm. right? So like dinner's not on the table as soon as I walk home right. or so-and-so is 20 minutes late. Right. Then say like literally how often do things go the way I think they should go? Right. And you so say you look back on the last you know six months and you say, okay, we've met for coffee... 20 times and literally every single time or, you know, whatever, 90% of the time they've been substantially late. Right. Okay. Then what, what's the, what's the step after that? Then I, I think about looking at, looking at that from a, a very kind of realistic kind of, ex- and then there's your expectation kind mm-hmm. of carry those stats at least baseline forward and say, here's about what I can expect. If they change the appointment or don't show up 90% of the time, I can expect that mm-hmm. in the future. And I don't want to get too worked up over whether they show up or not. Cause I'm expecting 90% of the time mm-hmm. now they won't show up. Yeah. So w- one thing I I've done for myself with this, I, by the, if people couldn't tell by the way, I was being humorous with my analogy of my wife having dinner on the table. Boy, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually a, a, an actual unrealistic expectation I had that I, had to painfully sort of work through was when we first had kids, I, I would get home from work and my, I was totally unaware of this, but my expectation was that <laughs> it sounds so stupid to say, but basically everyone would be like happy and energetic and like enthusiastic mm. as soon as I got home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like chatty and you know, just happy to see you. Yeah. Happy go lucky. Yeah. And like, it wasn't even about me necessarily. It was just like everyone else would be feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I don't know. And that was definitely true sometimes. Right. May, actually, maybe even the majority of the time, my wife and like my daughter and, but the, often enough, like shockingly I would get home and like my wife would be kind of stressed and tired yeah, because she's taking care of kids all day long. Yeah. She's working <laughs> all day. Yeah. Right. But I would, it would always, I, I'd get, 
I, I don't know that I would get frustrated, but it would like catch me off guard and I, I'd get mm. sort of like surprised by it, surprised and like, I don't know if it was disappointed or something. Yeah. Um, and that probably changed my behavior, which then affected her uh-huh, too. Uh-huh. And anyway, like it, it took me a while to just kind of come realize like, oh yeah, I've got this expectation that like, this is how things are going to go down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And clearly that whether or not it should or not, it's not happening like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what I, what I did was <laughs> I, I literally, I put a sticky note on my car, but like right by the key that said expectations. So that when I got home and I took the key out of the ignition, I couldn't not be reminded of my expectations. So when I got home from work, it forced me to say like, what are your expectations here? To check them. Yeah. 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 And, and to go like, oh yeah, okay. There, it's probably, it's, there's a greater than 50% chance that people will be in a relatively good mood. It's possible though that it was just a rough day and my wife and my daughter are not going to be in a super great mood. Yeah. And you know what? It made everything so much easier. <laughs> like, man. Turns, turns out. Yeah. But I think that, to me, the, the key thing there was the something really super practical and specific mm. that gets you to examine your expectations. Because your expectations are just, they're like beliefs in your head. Yeah. They're, they're super amorphous and not specific or concrete. Yeah, I really, I, I do. When I, when, when I, when clients start grinding against stuff sometimes, really getting frustrated by things, I, I often do this exercise of what are your expectations of this thing? And then if someone else is involved, can you communicate that expectation to, to them to see if you're in the same ballpark, mm-hmm. right? Because if you go and tell your spouse, wow, I expect dinner on the table three night or every night of the week, and they say, you're crazy. <laughs> you're lucky to get it too. <laughs> well, then you know the root of the issue here, right? You, you both yeah. have very different expectations. So in relationships, often I coach to define what your expectation is and communicate that to the other person and negotiate because you're right. probably going to find there's different expectations there. I think though sometimes too, and I, th- I think that's really good. Sometimes though you, you don't have that much control. So there are, there are a lot of things where like take other drivers on your commute. Mm-hmm. You can't sit down with all the other drivers mm-hmm. on the freeway on your commute to work and say, look guys, let's define our expectations. So I, I'm, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to downplay your suggestion before. Sure, sure, I think sure. that's good in yeah. like personal relationships, coworkers, right. stuff like that. But I, I think one of the, another hard part about expectations is expectations are habitual, which means an insight or a conversation is not always enough to change your expectations. Totally. Yeah. Right? So I think sometimes we, we need something that continually gets us to question our mm. expectations. Mm-hmm. Right? So like with the, the driving thing, right? If, if, you, if you really have something where, back to the sticky note, if you have a sticky note on your front door that says expectations, so every morning when you walk out the door, you, you go into your car expecting that things may not go great with other drivers on the road. Right. Right. Yeah. But I think uh, an important point is it probably has to happen repeatedly for you to change your default expectation. If you just do it once, like it might help that one time. But chances are the next day you're going to go right, you're not going to think about it. You're going to go back to your. Right. So I think that's important that expectations follow the rules of habits and habit change. Yeah. Right. So if you have a major expectation, unrealistic expectation in your life, you, you may need to create a habit of checking in on that expectation. Yeah. 
you, you know, another dead giveaway for this, and it, it's it's um, uh, definitely sufficient, not necessary, is anger. You know, to really put a spotlight on where you get angry. Oh, yeah. Um, because anger is basically an emotion we feel when our expectations are violated. So anger can be a really good cue to say, hey, what were my expectations here? Mm-hmm. You know, before I communicate this anger, let me make sure my anger is right-sized here or my yep. expectations right-sized here before I go off and start expressing this. But yep. um, anger, frustration, like you, mm-hmm. disappointment, some of those things might be a, a good time to kind of check those That's things. a good one. And if you're telling yourself that people can't do or things can't be, and they obviously are, you probably check an expectation. So you just hit on the third of my oh. factors. So like as a Please. therapist, when when I, when someone's coming in and they're, it's clear that violated expectations are what's going on. When I do my kind of Sherlock Holmesing to figure out like what's going on here, 95% of the time it's interpersonal conflicts, mm-hmm. right? We talked about that one already. Right. Anger, some version of anger, frustration, irritability, annoyance, something like that. And then the last one you just alluded to is self-talk. Mm-hmm. What are you saying to yourself in your head? Mm-hmm. I Actually, I don't know if I've ever had an instance of unrealistic expectations that didn't involve at least one of those. Mm-hmm. So if you are paying attention to those, you will find the unrealistic expectation. But it's tricky, especially the self-talk can be tough. It can be hard to tune into that kind of narrative voice in our own head, especially right. if this isn't something you're familiar with or have any practice with. Yeah. But that's yeah. a huge one. I yeah. Mean, that's, it almost always shows up somewhere in your self-talk. Yeah, kind of uh, paying attention to the story you're telling yourself that you yes. know, this can't be and they keep doing the thing that I want don't want them to do. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, those things are dead, are, are dead giveaways that obviously reality is not matching your desires here. And yeah, and often, and this is maybe kind of surprising, it usually shows up more in your self-talk after the fact than in, in ahead of the fact. Mm-hmm. So it's it's when you're walking around brooding for an hour about the argument you got in with your spouse, right? Yeah. That's where all of your expectations are going to show up. You're, you're, what, all, the, all the stories you're going to be telling yeah. yourself about <laughs> yeah. what they should have done and why it didn't happen. and Why it's okay that you're right. Yeah. So yeah. watch your like a brooding, ruminative self-talk. After, after some sort of incident, that's where you're going to figure out where those expectations are, I think. Perfect. Perfect. Good advice. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks. Thanks.